Welcome back to the Turn on the Music Podcast. This is episode 16. We are going to talk about the book, The Spirit of Music. And we are on the first chapter. We did the prelude last week. But we have CJ here again to discuss chapter one or measure one. Is it measure one? Yes, the first measure. The first measure. The first measure. And yes. and you're Kyle. Wow. I don't know who I am. <laughs> no one needs to know our names anymore. They're... they're no. They're friends now. I'm Phil. <laughs> I'm Philip the Fourth. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. You know, but I'm. It's 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 been warm lately. <laughs> it has been, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's what happens in July. I know. No, this. I have to say, this has got to be probably the hottest it's been in a while for the mm-hmm. summer. Yeah. Uh, and it's been holding pretty strong, and the humidity's been up too. And it doesn't want to like, like it says it's supposed to thunderstorm all night, but it hasn't done anything yet. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, yeah, uh, I'm hoping that it will break a little bit and kind of cool off. I don't mind the 80 weather; it's the humidity. You know what's weird is I'm getting more accustomed to the warm weather, and I'm being okay with it, and I don't know why. Is it well? So the humidity in my room currently is sixty-seven. I have a humidity reader, and the humidity outside. If my phone wants to let me do this. Oh wait, there's an app on the computer now that does the weather, isn't there? There's an app for that. There's an app for that, and the humidity outside is seventy-eight percent. Sixty-six. So, I like I said, I do not mind 84. I drove home with my windows open. Like, mm-hmm. the, the air was cool. It's just the humidity hits in such in such a weird way. Right. You know? And I think that that's what, what gets me. So, it just makes me feel like I'm in Florida. <laughs> that's what it feels like. <laughs> you know? Yep. So, no, like, I, back in June. So, I don't know if I've ever talked about this in the podcast. And I think you kind of know about this. But... So back when I lived in New York, my mom and I would have this this contest to see who could go the longest without turning on the air conditioning. Um, and I don't live with her anymore. I don't know when she turns it on, but I still try to go as long as I can. <laughs> so like in June, in my house, it was 85 degrees. And I went, all right, maybe it's time now. <laughs> I wasn't terribly uncomfortable, though, which is the weird thing. So That's I don't know. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Maybe it's our old age. That's what I'm wondering. As I'm getting old, does this mean I have to move to Florida now? Because I'm, I'm okay with the weather. Like I still prefer cold weather. I do too. I would. T- yeah. I'm just okay with the hot weather. I don't know. I'm not okay with the hot weather. <laughs> I'm definitely not okay with the hot weather. Which is yeah, funny. I mean, like, when I lived again, in Florida, I was kind of like, all right, I can, I can handle it. Uh huh. But you know. I, I I don't think I'd ever be the person where my where I would get to the point where I'd be putting a parker on during the winter time, so, you know, like some of my f- friends down in Florida that wear like yeah. winter coats and hood, like they're bundled up like we are up here in the winter, and I'm like, just what? Right. It's, it's sixty degrees. It's gorgeous. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, what are you listening to? Anything new and exciting? 
Uh, no, actually, not really. Um, just the Corey Wong stuff, uh, actually, because mm-hmm. what happens is I listen to it and then I leave the car and I plug it back in and it's still pl- like it goes back right. onto it. Uh, today, I happen to listen to this chapter of the book, even though I've read it and listened to it mm-hmm. twice. But I was just like, you know, I put it back in my head a little bit. Um, but that's about it. I really need to start okay. doing something new. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. What about you? Um, it's the same Corey Wong stuff. So <laughs> I thought to, to change things up a little bit. So I've been walking recently, and I took I took some notes while I was walking. So I thought I'd read some of the notes that I, I took <laughs> while I was walking. Um, so one, I saw a cool bird. I have to look it up. I don't know what kind of bird it was, but it was, it almost looked like a giant robin. So I think it might have been some kind of a hawk or a falcon. Okay. So I have to go to my book and look. Um, AirPods sound like crap. Uh, spatial audio while walking is very weird. Do you have, um, you bought a new pair? No, I have the old pair. But, but like, you know, like when you turn your head, like it, like pans left or right. But it doesn't have spatial in there, does it? The old pair? I, mine's doing it. I don't know why. Oh, interesting. I thought so, it was a part of the, I thought the headphone had to have something in it to do it. Maybe it's a digital thing. It could be a digital thing. Yeah. So what's weird is as I turn left to go around corners, like it changes the spatial audio. And I'm like, wait, wait, like, <laughs> trying to like get it back to center again. So it's very, especially when you listen to a podcast, very weird. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, clouds are really pretty. Um, <laughs> my my walking strides. So I, I've been been walking, and I realized like a week and a half ago that my walking stride is wrong. Okay. And I was so like when I would walk with my left, I was having a lot of pain in my left leg. Okay. And I realized that as I was walking, what was happening is I was rolling off to the little toes of my foot and pushing off that way. So I was getting pain in my shin because of that. Mm-hmm. So I have adjusted my stride and, and the, my stride is finally getting better. Um, and I could walk a lot further without pain now. That's good. Um, it did slow down my walking pace. However, today it was much better. Um, I've been trying this new drink called Element. Like it a lot. <laughs> and I'm getting back into barefoot shoes. So... Well, you were wearing else. you were wearing them when well you had the the I've the, gone through barefoot shoes several times yeah, yeah. but you I had got, the 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 finger ones he's show yeah he's showing a video he's showing it on the video the Vibram yep. five toe ones where your toes yeah, have their I've own got, space yeah but I I've got like regular shoes that are that are barefoot, barefoot right. shoes that are so they're just no lift no support um so I've got those but the the, the change in the stride. And the no the no support thing. So I had a really bad case of plantar fasciitis last year, or the year before, something like that, year and a half ago maybe. And the arches that I put in caused me to roll to the outside of my foot, and that was okay. causing my problem. So now that my plantar fasciitis is better, I'm now transitioning back into the barefoot stuff. So, which should help. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. for barefoot dress shoes. Well, not dress shoes, like casual shoes for work. Mm-hmm. Because I I just. I need something because yeah. I'm sitting down all day. Um, so the time that I'm walking, I think it'd be nice. Like when I, I get up, I think Lems make some. Yeah. EMS. I just don't want to um, spend a lot of money right now on shoes. That's the problem is all these shoes are so expensive. Yeah. So I have a pair so. of Merrells that I, uh, that I forgot I had and I want to start mm-hmm. wearing again because they're the, they're the barefoot ones. Yep. The yeah. problem I have with barefoot shoes is no matter what I do, they smell awful. By the end of the day, <laughs> and it's like, and I, I wear socks. I don't do anything different w- than I do with regular shoes. But for whatever reason, 
I, I guess because there's less, I don't know, because there's less material there to soak up the sweat. I don't, I don't know what it is, but put they a, smell awful, so I don't wear them a lot. Buy the Dr. Scholl's like deodorant spray that you can put in shoes. Yeah, I'll try that. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a powder. It could just be a spray. Yeah. You know, or just take better showers. <laughs> <laughs> but why is it different? Like, it's, it's different <laughs> no, it's, from regular it's shoes. The, it's probably so, like, the material. It probably is, yeah, because yeah. like I wore them two two times last week, and I couldn't bear the smell. I've been in other shoes all this week, no problem. Does your dogs go up to them, sniff them, and just faint? <laughs> <laughs> no, they just keep their distance. They They're not like, like, oh, oh, not going near those. <laughs> just That's staying right. away from those. <laughs> <sighs> so those are my notes. So I didn't give you any new music, but we have notes for them from the walk tonight. So. How you t- so okay. Like chewing gum and walking, how are you taking notes and walking? Are you dictating them or are you actually typing them in? Typing them in. You are. Mm-hmm. And you're and you're you're okay. You're not actually, like, uh, honestly, like like this, I I remembered them, and when I finished walking, I I typed them all out. Okay, so, so you're not doing it while, while I was while walking. it's happening. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but I was listening to Corey Wong while I was walking. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. That's good. Yeah. Um, want to get into the book? Yeah, let's get into the book. Parents know best. He has a really good relationship with his parents. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can tell in the, yeah. in the books. And and he can tell that he's very big on his family and, and being mm-hmm. a part of it. Because he states that he's the youngest of five. Youngest of five, yep. Right. So, which is very cool. Yep. So, um, the first chapter is called Parents Know Best. And the tagline is... Never say what you're not going to do because that is the first step toward doing it. So I have a question. No, 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 no. Because I I have a question. Listen, dramatic pauses are fine. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But they freak me out in the middle of listening. We listen to the podcast. (laughs) Stop recording. What happened? What happened? Um, I, I have a question about this. Yeah, and I want—I don't know if I should ask you now or towards the end, like when we get to it at the end of the chapter. How about you ask it now, and I'll decide whether I'm going to answer, answer it or not. Do you feel that by saying you're, uh, what does it say? Never say you're not going to do, like by saying I'm never going to do that. The mm-hmm. reason, why do you think you end up doing it? Is it because subconsciously? You say, "All right, now I have to do this," or do you think that it's like that? Um, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that, and you're going to jinx yourself. And by saying it, you jinx yourself, and you end up into it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, is it like a bad luck thing, or is it like a subconscious thing? I think it's a subconscious thing. Like, okay, so like, kind of, you think it's more of like, I'm Sorry. not going to do this. <laughs> Lewis just laid on my foot and scared <laughs> me. <laughs> um, Didn't this, know he was there. That's funny. If so, you think it's it's a. I'm not going to do this. And then the subconsciously you're like, no, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to yep. make this happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just curious. Yep. Yeah. So where do you start with this? Um, a few pages in, I think. Yeah. Like, just a little um, background of this whole entire thing, I guess, is that he talks about, um, you know, how he's kind of like falling into a rut. Yeah. And 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 that he says that uh, he was struggling with himself. Uh, he didn't know what to do. 
you know, he had plenty of gigs. He was paying his bills. He's doing whatever he wanted to do, but he felt like that something was missing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so he said, he decides that he wanted to go see his parents and talk to them. And he said, it's been a couple of years since he saw them. And then he describes his, uh, his more like getting up in the morning and then like mm-hmm. all the sounds he's starting to like recognize their tones and like, Oh, that's a C yep. or that's an A yep. or that's a G. Yeah. And that, that's actually where I started highlighting because this happened to me. I was going to ask um, that actually <laughs> yeah, a, few, a few months ago. So I do not have perfect pitch. Um, you have relative. I have relative. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I was at work and this happens every once in a while and I was in our, what we call our demo bay. It's just a giant like room essentially and someone dropped a piece of metal and i went oh that's a really flatty natural holy what was that <laughs> like i had no idea and and, and I, I said it out loud and there are a couple of people there that are musicians you know like they're like what i was like oh, i was a natural but really flat and then I, I don't know why it was because and i went back and i checked and it was because yeah. i have a i have a keyboard in my office someone gave it to me so and it sure was i was like oh that's kind of weird and it doesn't always happen but it happened to be that I was in a rut that day and that stuck out in my mind and I was like, oh, maybe that's music telling me something. Like, that's, that's interesting. Or something telling me something. So right. that's why I highlighted that. I don't know how relevant it is to everyone's life, but um, you know, there are times where I'll find myself you know, just kind of needing something different and like that sort of stuff will happen. Do you feel that your relative pitch is because you're a pianist? I pianist (laughs) partially yes I think it's more that I started playing very young okay so I've had it since I was young Mm -hmm. you know there are studies that show that that there are musicians who have perfect pitch that start studying like before the age of five so I was pretty close to that Um, but I think being around the piano for so long has really helped my relative pitch okay and and for the listeners, just to give you an idea of relative or just perfect pitch, is that if a note's being played, a person with perfect pitch will know what that note is right away. There's there's no question. They're confident and they know what's the pitch. Relative mm-hmm. pitch means that y- you'll be relative. So if it's a B being played, you may say a C. So you'll just be a little bit off. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people with relative pitch tend to have like one note in their head yeah. and because mm-hmm. of that one note in their head, they're able to get whatever note they heard. Like right. I also know that string that's players and oboe players tend to have A's yeah. like, almost memorized because right. that's what they tune to. And, you know, oboe is, are, are typically the ones, the ones that tune the orchestra. So they're playing the consistent pitch that everyone's supposed to match. So they are really in tune to that A. Um, so, um, and it's almost... So I, I have several friends with perfect pitch, and they explain it to me as you know, like you said, you just know. He's he, and they said we don't see color, but it's like looking at a color. Like if you see something blue, you know it's blue. Right. Like if I hear a B, I know it's a B. Like right. There are shades of B, whether it's sharper or flatter, um, but like I just know that that's what it is. And they can pull the note out. So if you like give me a mm-hmm. C, they'll give you the C. If you're like give me a yep. D flat, they'll give you a D flat. Like they mm-hmm. can do that as well yep. in perfect pitch. But relative, yep. it takes you a moment, but you could do yep. it because you're playing it off of whatever note is sitting in your head to play it off of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so and then it, they they can recognize stuff like by pitches and I I've, I've tested them because I'm I'm 
insane like that, you know. So I'll go up to the piano and play like six different notes. They're like, "Oh, that's a C, F, and a G." I'm like, "Shut up!" Like, that's, that's funny. They can, they can really differentiate those that's, those notes, which is yeah, really kind of cool. It's impressive to to sit with somebody when when they have that mm-hmm. uh, when they have perfect pitch. Yeah, and I don't think he does. Right? He doesn't have that. I think he has relatives. I don't, I don't know because um, he doesn't say it either. He yeah I, he doesn't say it. And and this makes me think he doesn't, right. but like watching him play, like well, like the video I showed of him playing that bass piece where he detunes the bass, then right. roll the song, and then tunes it back up, like uh, is that really relative pitch? Did he keep that in his mind the whole time? Maybe. If you watch him during the the live at the quick, um, amazing grace solo, like he's tuning while he's playing. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, who knows? So Ask let, him when you see him. Yeah, right. It, it could <laughs> be a relative. Do you have perfect it, pitch? It's a, do you have perfect pitch? Or he has very good relative pitch. Right. I mean, because right. when he says he's hearing all these pitches, I'm trying to be ca- very careful how I say that so it doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have to mark this one explicit. <laughs> uh, he says he's never done this before. Like right. it's never happened to him. He's never come across this scenario. Mm-hmm. And all that stuff. He said, even getting like in the, as he re, as you read, he's it's happening when he's in the car, the turn signal, the right. uh, you know, everything you could think of. He's he it's he's hearing it. And then so here's an interesting question. At the end of the last book, he talks about his spidey sense. Yeah. Do you think this that that could be part of the spidey sense that he's developed? Who knows? It's possible. This could be just the beginning stages of it. Do you find yourself while you're driving, forgetting about? Forget about like pitch or anything like that. Do you find mm-hmm. yourself trying to find the rhythm in things? Yes. Like I'll sit at a stoplight and I'll try to rhythm out all the blinking lights. Mm-hmm. I do it all the time. Yep. I do a lot more with pitch. So years ago I got an MRI and they gave me like headphones to listen to music. I can't remember what God awful thing was playing. So I like knocked the headphones off, not realizing they were going to talk to me through the headphones, <laughs> but I was like the, the hum of the MRI machine, I was sitting there like singing different intervals to like the thing. <laughs> and I do it with my toothbrush too because I got one of those automatic toothbrushes. So I'll go through like each of the, by, by a half step. So I'll, I'll, I'll sing each half step going up and down as I brush my teeth. Um, That's funny. Just just odd stuff. but Because well, you're an audible. I mean. I sure am. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny though. Um, yeah. And then... I he was talking about how it was he was just having a rough morning. Mm-hmm. And this paragraph kind of leads into something else. He goes, and I and if I jumped ahead from what you were doing, let me know. Mm-hmm. He says the tires played a duet with the road, the engine whined a horrible tune, and the wind kept co- kept me company by whistling through the window directly into my left ear. Every fragment of noise had a pitch, rhythm, or both, which we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. And then he said at that moment uh, a truck like kind of went in front of him and he read what it said on it as not your choice mm-hmm. but it was really it really says nature's choice right uh, not sponsored and mm-hmm. he, like he got upset he's like no 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 it's my choice it's my choice it's my choice it's whatever you know and all that stuff and uh, so he decided to turn off the road pull off kind of like take a breathing and he closed his eyes and he goes there's an ear in every heart as it beats in every breath, listen and be silent. He heard mm-hmm. this in his mind. He said, "Yep." 
He doesn't know where it came from. Yep. So and go ahead. Just 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 before you get into that, um, so one of the things that he does in this book um, is every chapter there is at least one song title of his. Yes. Listen and be silent is one of them. Yes. In the first chapter. So yes. okay, go, go on what you were going to say. No, 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 no. I was actually going to ask when you hear when when you read that or when you read it, and I'm sure we you've read it multiple times, and I've kind of listened to it and read mm-hmm. it multiple times. Do you feel that that goes back to the fact that we don't listen enough? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. like I know it does. Like I know there's there's a there's a straightforward answer, but do you think there's mm-hmm. anything more to that, or do you think it's just that simple that we just don't listen enough? It's probably deeper, but I think I think that this whole scenario is is whatever whatever you want to call it music right. god life whatever right telling him that he is not listening right 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 so he decides to change his attitude moving forward yep and i okay. think that's a big thing um in 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 this day and age is like we have the ability to change our attitude um not saying and it's I've, easy. I've, just we have to put no, that out there. Easy, We're no. not saying it's easy. No, it's not. There yeah. is an ability. Yes. Yeah, and, and I remember like this is one of the things that my choir director said one year. He walked in and he said, "This year I'm choosing joy." He said, "Last year I did not choose joy at all. <laughs> I was miserable and I hated it. But this year I'm going to make an effort to choose joy because I can." Right. And you can too. Right. Right. It's sometimes it is a mindset. And putting yourself yeah. into that mindset. It's not an easy mindset to get yourself into, mm-hmm. but it is it is a mindset. Yeah, and and there are a lot of times where I find myself getting annoyed. And like if I take a step back and realize why I'm getting annoyed, I realize how stupid it is that I'm getting annoyed. It's just because I'm yeah. choosing to be annoyed. And I think I don't have to do that. Right. No, I get it. I mean, because I, you know, use work as an example because a lot of stress and annoyance comes from work. Uh-huh. You know, and and sometimes you, you got to kind of like push through the annoyance. Sometimes you have to process it. Sometimes you got to yep. step back and be like, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not worth it. I mean, sometimes it's you have to deal with it because you have no choice. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of times that if you kind of like step out of the situation and look at the environment around you, you're like, eh, it's just not worth that moment. Yep. That one moment is not going to make next week better. If anything, right. it can make it worse. You know, like that, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he continues to talk about driving and how he kind of got a groove with all the sounds. And, and one of the lines that I underlined was, music was with me and I was listening. We were both smiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I do. I catch myself all the time. If the windows are open, I'm trying to listen to what's going on. I try to like line everything up. Like yep. there needs to be some kind of rhythm to everything. Mm-hmm. Call it an OCD or whatever, but there needs to be something right. there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And that's kind of what it was tonight when I was walking, like just noticing the clouds and like that bird that flew by, like just, it was just the clouds. There was no rhythm to the clouds cause it was, they were just slowly kind of moving along, you know, but there was a rhythm to the bird flapping its wings and right. that sort of thing, which is, and, and that's one of the things. I don't do a lot of bird study, but I do do a lot of photography of, or I used to do a lot of photography of birds. And one of the ways that you can identify a bird is, I don't know if gate's the right word, but the speed of their wings flapping. Okay. Like ducks flap their wings much faster than like a, 
like other birds. So if it's a large bird that flaps its wings faster, I know it's not a hawk, it's a duck. Right. So it's like that episode of the Grand Tour where they go off about talking about the speed of the 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 birds. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) A duck flew by the 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 scatters twenty five miles per hour. Uh, uh, where did you go after this? I don't have much until page 24, actually. Okay, so I'll just give a little background of, of what happened sure. so we get there. Yep. So he's driving, he's doing his thing, he stops off to get gas, the, the speakers there are horrible, so he wants to leave the gas station, like just the things around him he's starting to notice, and um, he starts getting closer to his parents' house, and he's getting excited. Um, as we stated earlier, he has a very good relationship with his parents. His mm-hmm. mom is, uh, like the, she's totally the matriarch of the family. She's totally mm-hmm. that person. That's like the advice the this, the, that, yep. everything. And the father is, is the one who listens in the back. Like it's like, it's so funny, but it's like a typical family. Like the mm-hmm. mother's the wise one. And the father doesn't say anything until he feels he needs to be spoke. Like he has to say right. something mm-hmm. like, it's very interesting how he explains that whole entire thing. And then, and on page 20, he does say parents know best. I thought one day I will write their words of wisdom down, which I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of this is from his parents. I'm sure it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, then he talks about, he gets into the, he gets there, he pulls up, you know, um, they were, uh, you know, ready to go. They were on the porch waiting for him. Dinner time. Uh, he gets into his his mother's like, go wash your hands. Do do this, do that. And this I thought was interesting, though, because he says that he's washing his hands. <clears throat> and, um, excuse me. He felt like something was following him around because he kept hearing the pitch and everything, even in the water coming out of the faucet. Mm-hmm. And... He goes, he stood at the the sink and he goes in his head, what do you want from me? And his mom responds, I want you to wash your hands and stop wasting water. <laughs> and the reason why I think that's interesting is because in the previous book, he talks about how he would use his thoughts to th- say things. But like Michael would know what he's saying, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's interesting how this all comes together. And it's like his parents are almost a part of that growth. Um, And then they're just, they talk, they talk, they talk. And then you get into, you said page, what, 24? 24, yeah. Okay. So uh, what do you, uh, what do you have there? So his mom made him this thing called pine top tea, which is a a tea that she made when he was little, when he wasn't feeling well. Um, It was an old, you know, remedy for sickness back in the day. And she asked him how the tea was and. Um, he said it's bitter but good, and she replies with, "Bitter but good, exactly. Oftentimes, the best things in life have the uh, life has to offer are just that, bitter but good. Think about that." And I think this goes back to what we've said, probably hundreds of times at this point, but it's kind of like the yin and yang of life. You know, you can't have the good without the bad. Right. You know, um, and getting into some of these spiritual books, you know, there are there are people that. You know, if you if you're the one that believes in in heaven or whatever or wherever your spirit goes after you die, you know, they say that the reason we come here to live a human life is because the life of the spirit is so perfect that in order to experience like the bad stuff, they come here to experience that. Right. So it's you know this is kind of the yang of the yin of 
the afterlife, I guess. I, it's it's funny because, you know, I was talking to a cousin who, you know, I was brought up Catholic, but, you know, I don't mm-hmm. follow that um, religion anymore. I, I, I respect those that do. I just, it's just not for me. But I was talking to my cousin, and we were talking about, you know, how they have, you know, heaven, hell, and purgatory. Mm -hmm. And I asked him out of curiosity, you know, what he thought purgatory was. He goes, I think we're living purgatory. Mm. I think our purgatory is our human life, what we're living right now, and how we handle ourselves in this moment, however that you want to see the span, in this moment, is what brings us to heaven or hell if you're believing in heaven and hell and i thought that was very interesting because there's a lot of talk of how purgatory is like where you go after you pass because then that's the deciding factor if you go to heaven or hell and he's saying that we're at and it almost has that same feel where yeah this is where the spirit is Mm -hmm. to to learn about the trials and tribulations before Mm -hmm. they move on to the to the afterlife right it's very interesting it's like it's that whole thing where even the mother says it he talks about music which we're going to talk about in a moment how he she spoke to him and she go and i don't know before i get to that what what more do you have after that because i don't know if you have anything i don't want to jump ahead that's it for a little while so so he so then after this he does talk to her about how he has a conversation with music Mm -hmm. and and as we spoke in previous episodes and stuff he talks he has a conversation with with music at the end of his previous book, and you get a feeling that it's a dream, where he's now stating that no, 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 this really happened. This is the truth, mm-hmm. and you know. So he just kept talking, kept talking, kept talking, kept talking, and one of the things he he uh, he he spoke from his heart. He said he and and one of the things uh, he says is speaking from the heart. This is from his mother. Speaking from the, the heart is a cleanser of the soul. Mom once told me. It doesn't matter who or what you talk to. You can talk to a tree if you want. And she makes a joke. Trees are better listeners than most people anyway. I don't. Yep, and and Adam, this is going to sound really funny. But I catch myself talking to my plant. Now, mm-hmm. You can't see it on the screen that um, the way Kyle has it split for YouTube. And you can't see it if you're listening. But I have a plant behind me on my desk. And I'll come in and I'll talk to it. I'll water it. I'll make sure it's good. Like, and I catch myself doing it. It's kind of sometimes it's unintentional. It just, it just kind of happens, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 today, I kept going into the our lunchroom in in our office, and there was a cricket behind the door, like the the I'm not the door behind the refrigerator, and it was loud, like it was chirping up a storm. And I was like, I hear you. I hear you. And every time I spoke to it, it would stop chirping for a moment. And then it would come back in. And I'm just sitting here going, that's a loud cricket. I was like, I got you. I, I hear you back there. It's really funny what you catch yourself doing. Yep. You know? and it was, I actually caught myself that doing that today. So we have a room in our office that is, it's considered a secure facility. So you're not allowed to bring cell phones or electronics in. And there's a plant right outside of the, of the room. So usually I'll have my phone in my pocket, so I'll dump my phone in the plant, the in the pot of the plant. So I usually say, you know, watch my phone for me. And there was someone like standing right there. She was, okay, no problem. I was like, no, I was talking to the plant. <laughs> but That's I do it great. all the time. I, I I tell the plant to watch my phone and my keys. That's great. Um, I of course left my phone in that potted plant and didn't know where they were for the next hour, but whatever. That's hysterical. Um, so his mother listens, and he. 
he says to his mother that, you know, music is sick, music is dying. And she agrees with him, which has shocked him. And it's it's more than a belief, she said. It, she knows that it, it's true. And, you know, she said that it, it, her mother dreamed about it, his grandmother, when they brought instruments into their church. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes, there's nothing wrong with instruments. It's just that when people sing... There, uh, what does it say? Uh, she, this is what she says. There's nothing wrong with instruments. The problem is the people. When people sing, they sing from the inside. When they play instruments, they play from the outside. That doesn't belong in Living Hope, the church. Mother always said, if you want to play outside, then play outside. And she agrees. And like he agrees with her on that. Right? And mm-hmm. what, and this is what I, th- this is what I think is, what stood out to me and and I don't know if you if this is something you highlighted he goes but what about music talking to me isn't that kind of strange and she goes that's the good lord talking to you right he comes in all shapes and sizes you just know how to listen to music better than you listen to anything else that's mm-hmm. why you hear him that way yep and i love the fact that someone like her who's whatever religion she is but they're from that mm-hmm. you know she's like he, she's going to talk to you however he can get his, that spirit's going to talk to you however they can get their point across. Yeah. yeah. That I think is, is such a great thing to hear, you know? And then further down, she goes, listen, child, listen to him or her or whatever the title you want to use. That doesn't matter. Just listen to what music is telling you. I think that's such a great thing to hear, Mm -hmm. especially coming from apparently because, you know, I, I've said that, I don't know if I've said this before on the podcast. My wife is Jewish. We're raising our son Jewish, right? And for me, it's just a foundation of a faith or religion to give him. I know at some point he's going to question it, but he mm-hmm. has some knowledge of a religion to be able to question that. Right. And I, and like, I feel that same way. Like, however you feel it, mm-hmm. that's cool. But just make sure you listen to it. Right. So. Yep. Yep. I agree totally. Yeah. I want to go back for a second. Yes, please um, do. Just because I have to, being a church musician, I have to address this. When people sing, they sing from the inside. Yes, please quote. do. Um, you and I are both Eddie Izzard friends. And there, there is a very funny part in his Dress to Kill stand-up. Actually, where he, he changed, talks about. He changed his name. Oh, did he change his name? Yes, I'll find it. He it's a he he goes by um his na- pronouns are she she her. I, I saw that. And he ha- and and sh- her name is and I forget. I will find out. Go ahead and say what you're going to say. Okay. I'll get it. Um. So she um, he, she quotes um uh what's the hymn? Oh God, our help in ages past, and how, you know, as as most of the Caucasian you know churches sing it, it's just. Uh, 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 you know this very dreary you know singing and so i don't i don't agree 100 percent with what she says because there's a lot of singing that is done that is not from the inside agreed and then you have someone who, like robert randolph who grew up in the church playing his steel pedal guitar the way he does so yes there are exceptions to every rule i understand that but it's not just the instruments that are a problem. You know, it's everyone is the problem. I, it's I becoming agree. worse. I agree. So. And I think um, 
I think the reason why she says it the way she says it, it's probably a Baptist church. Yeah. And you know those Baptist choirs are just mm-hmm. phenomenal, powerful yep. choirs. And 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 it's fun. It's not mm-hmm. that like that um the Catholic uh, masses where it's just the like a chant. Mm-hmm. Um and out of respect to um to Mr. Izzard or now Miss Izzard, it's Susie Izzard. Oh, okay. Yeah, Susie Izzard. Susie, I didn't know that. And I think it's fantastic because because all his, uh, all of her comedy stuff is on um, one of the apps, and it all says Susie Izzard now. I didn't know that. Yeah, so uh, you know, I just I just want to be respectful because yeah, I, I I I think she's amazing. Oh, and, I do too. And and I and I, I love her, so I want to be respectful mm-hmm. to uh, to that. Yep. Um, but I agree with you wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It was one of the one things I thought was so interesting that you go into a church or wherever and they go to play music and this music just drones on. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what drew like why I love uh, gospel music so much because it's mm-hmm. first off, it comes from the worst of times gospel music. Right. Right. And it's this glorious, beautiful culmination of voices singing praises mm-hmm. no matter despite where it came from right that comes out of like slavery and yeah. death and all and, this and, yeah. and and they're singing this beautiful song and i'm just like and then you go to like a catholic or a christian church and so i'm uh, you know it's like really like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> like yep. how is this how is this, this is why people don't go to church because they don't yep. want to sit there at this Yep, and I, I remember like the last church that I really played at it was a, a Presbyterian church. They had so much. I've never seen a church with so much money. They had this huge organ, and it was like, the, like being the organist there. Like, I wasn't the full time organist. I was I was the interim organist as they were looking for someone because I didn't want the full time position. Um, but it's like like just trying to get these people to like feel what they're singing about was so hard. <laughs> And as as like a, as an organist, like and a musician, like that was my goal was to get them involved and like, but it was it was like pulling teeth. Like they just, oh, they just stuck their feet in the ground. I'm not doing this. Doing this. <laughs> I I so. have to say though, um, a lot of like those Baptist, born again Christian, those types of churches, they do usually have full bands. Yeah. That which you know I have to say is is pretty cool to see in the thing, mm-hmm. and it's really yeah. funny you bring that up because. Further down on that page that I was reading from where she talks about, his mother talks about how the Lord speaks to somebody, mm-hmm. um, his father comes in and he says, and 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 he talks about like, you made a promise and mm-hmm. to, to Victor. And Victor says, but why me? Why is music talk to me? And he says, because you're a musician, son. And I think it's funny that you bring up what you bring up because that's exactly what he's taught. Like he's like, mm-hmm. it's that, you know, don't, you don't see too many of them left. And he says, what do you yep. mean? Victor says, what do you mean? He goes, I mean, musicians are real musicians. Mm-hmm. We got, we have a lot of people playing instruments these days, but none of them are playing music. Right. And I think that that is so true. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yep. And I'm not putting any music down, but a no. lot of the times you brought up, you brought up Robert Randolph and the family band. I went mm-hmm. in and I was talking to my uh, new director. She's only been in, in the place for about a few months. Really, really nice. Get along. I used to talk to her when she was in a different location. 
And I found out that like she's into music, she sings, and her husband is a piano player and all that stuff. And she was sharing that she was listening to like 70s rock, like Doobie Brothers and all that stuff. And I thought that's really mm-hmm. cool. So I told her, I said, go type in Robert Randolph and the Family Band. <laughs> and the first song that came up was uh, the first song from the album Colorblind. Uh-huh. And I was like, listen to this. And she listens to it. She goes like, this is this is good. She goes, this is going to be my playlist for a little. No, totally do it. Mm-hmm. And And we were talking about the music of today is not the same. It's not yeah. like this. It's not that. And and she's got to be my age. She can't be much older than me. And, the you know, just but to, to talk or she could be younger than me. The way we were talking, it was just very interesting to hear somebody else around our age feel the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, like it. I really do feel like there's a disconnect somewhere in the music world sometimes. Uh, yeah, a lot. Of, it's become so focused on business and money. And not about what it's really about. Right. Agreed. Yep. Um, I, I ha- I just to go a little bit further from what we were talking about, he, he goes, how do I know if I'm a real musician? And his mother says, to be a real musician, you can't just play. You also have to listen. Listen to everything. But most of all, listen to your heart. That's the best way for music. And music, a lot of times the word is capitalized through most of what mm-hmm. we're reading. Um, for music to reach you through your heart, not just your senses. Yeah. Yeah, but then she says a little bit later on, she says, music has given you everything. She's always been there for you. Now, it sounds like you want something from music, but you haven't given anything. But have you given her anything? Sorry. In this life, you can't get without giving. That's just the way it works. You want more opportunity? Give someone else opportunity. Maybe that's it. Have you done any teaching since you've been in Nashville? So um, there's just so much to that, you know, um, I was, I, 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 I'm not a full Dave Ramsey person, but you know, one of the things that he says a lot is like uh, in his show, like everyone wants more money, but it's like, why do you want more money? If you can't, if you don't understand how to deal with it, maybe you have enough money, but you're just not handling it right. I think that this is part of I'm that, not. you know, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, it's like we always expect more and more instead of appreciating what we have. And it's like, like what, what what do you do with what you have? And I think that's part of this. It's like, you know, music has given us a lot. And, and part of what we're trying to do is to give back in a way, but right. not really, but like kind of spread what we know to get more people involved and share what we what we enjoy. That's what right. this is about. You know, that's that's where we, we sit, you know, and I, I've taught for a while, you know, I don't teach anymore because um, I'm lazy, but, <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, I think it's just an important thing, you know, it's like there's so much that we do without really taking into account of what we have and right. going back to being grateful for what we have, you know. Right. And, and, and you know, it's, it's interesting because I didn't teach as much as I would have liked to back in the day when I was doing... Um, private lessons and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've thought about what we're doing, like you said, and how we're doing, how we're, and, and in a sense where we're, uh, we're using Michael's words and we're showing, you know, we're showing what's out there through a digital medium and, and we're, we're sharing it through a podcast and, and we, we share it through live shows on Twitch. Like we're just, that's how we're teaching in a sense right now is we're 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 showing 
that there's other things out there. And, and, mm-hmm. and because of that, we are learning more. Uh, you've found other artists mm-hmm. uh, that have been out there that we didn't hear because you went into a rabbit hole and all this stuff started mm-hmm. coming out. Yep. You know, and, and that's not to say like we're doing uh, or we did when this came out a cover episode of songs that have been covered. So it's not to say that it has nothing to do with. I mean, there's music from our past that's considered popular music that we love because it brings mm-hmm. us back to a time period, a time frame. Yep. But there's so much more out there that we lose because mm-hmm. we're so focused on that business oriented or business produced mm-hmm. radio stuff. Yep. You know? Yep. So his, fa- his father chimes in and eventually says, listen, son, here's the way I live my life. I give it my all. I make up my mind what I really want to do. And when it is made up, made up, I cannot fail at it. The basic rule to success, I think, is when the going gets tough, that is a positive signal to keep charging. He slammed his fist on the table and stood up. And this is in a lot of, there's at least two songs that I can think of that this, this quote, I think it's even a recording of his dad saying it. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's it's hard, you know, because a lot of, a lot of I mean, going back to, you know what, what I've been dealing with the last you know two weeks or so this this new walking thing, like it's it's difficult because I've been walking wrong for so long, but now and you that have I'm a you have a bum knee right, uh, yeah, and back and yeah I know, but I remember you telling me once that like you were walking your knee was just like goodbye it just went out yep, on you it does it yeah. does it all the time yeah, yeah it just gives out and just just tells me I'm not going to stand anymore it's fun which is what got you into the barefoot shoes yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's like, like it's, it's hard, you know, and I I found myself, I was in a rush today and if I don't consciously think about walking, I walk the old way, the incorrect way. So it's a struggle, but I know that if I do it the right way, it feels better and it hurts less and I have, you know, more energy and I I feel better because of it, but it's not an easy thing yet. Do you when you're walking around at work, are you being more conscious about how you're stepping at work too? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, and it's funny cause like, like I caught myself twice today where I was in a rush to get somewhere and I took like three steps and Ooh, that didn't feel right. Right. I'm walking wrong. So, and it's funny because in his previous books, he talks about how you need to learn how to play consciously and unconsciously. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially what you're doing is you're consciously yep. learning how to walk again so you can get back yep. to unconsciously doing it, mm-hmm. which yeah, is so, so what weird. I'm really trying to do is like like at work, I'm trying to walk unconsciously, but still like focus. And then when I go for my walks, because what I've noticed is that it's a different feel. So I'm really holding my foot in a different position, which is making my calf oh, sore, yeah. not not pain, but sore. It's right. different. Right. Um so as I walk, I am now consciously thinking of relaxing my foot as I walk, but still having the contact be correct. Right. So right. it's um, getting better. It's just and, and a lot of thinking. Because of Kyle, I've gotten into the barefoot stuff. Just so you all know, there's a book called Born to Run, mm-hmm. which Kyle read and then shared with me and told me to read it. And I read it. And it's written by Christopher McDougal. And if you, you don't have to be a runner to read the book. 
but there's a lot of very it's it's like this book like this these books are written by a musician and even though they're maybe oriented towards musicians you don't need to be a musician to read them you, you need to be someone who's into music at, to some extent it's the same thing with the born to run book it's it, mm-hmm. you don't have to be a runner to be into it but the stuff that he says in it it's so it's almost life-changing Yep. And and it's actually not a hard read, and no, it's so not. it's it's an and we're not sponsored by the books in any <laughs> way. He's but if if you're looking for a book to read and you want something a little different, and it's it's got a cool little history lesson in it, and he talks about mm-hmm. all this stuff. He talks about ultra running, like the marathoners that do like hundred miles, yep. um, and he talks a lot about barefoot running and his mm-hmm. struggle into being a better runner. And he's like six yep. foot and change. He said, mm-hmm. you know, so. Just yeah, I, I run for for two things: one to get away from bears, and two for donuts. Like that's the only time I run. So, so don't carry donuts if you're running away from bears. Correct. Or carry donuts because you're running with them. Or so. just hope the bear isn't eating donuts while chasing. Because <laughs> then you're gonna be really confused. <laughs> um. So towards the end of the chapter. You know, she says you need to find yourself a student. That like this is your time mm-hmm. uh, to share what music is trying to tell you, and you need to share this out, and you need to show this. And he states that they're amazing, and that his parents are amazing, and everything they say it, it always makes them feel better. And he goes, even though my mother never. My mother always said something that's good. She goes, I would, he goes, I would never be a teacher like at the end of the, on the end of the chapter. And that's where never say what you're not going to do, because that is the first step toward doing it. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it's, it's funny because I think he's always been a teacher in his own mm-hmm. right. Yep. I think even before he wrote the books, he had this way of showing. Mm hmm. Versus, te- like, because I think that's what makes him such an amazing teacher is he's showing. Right. And it's so true. I think it's mm-hmm. something across the board for teachers. I don't think it's just music. I think it's across the board in education. Anyway. Yeah. And I think, so he had a really good teacher growing up. His brother Reggie was, you know, a huge influence on him. So he, he learned a lot from him. But I, all, I think also seeing someone who is that good a teacher he got it in his mind that he would never be that good. So the comparison was, I can never do that because he is so good. I right. could never do what he does. Right. But I think that's what makes him good. Right. He's very like, like it's like he said, he's humble. Mm-hmm. He knows when to be cocky because he has to be in what right. he does, yep. but he's very humble. And I think that he'll never think that he's the best of everything, but he's, right. he knows that he's one of the best in his field. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what make these these books so good is that again I'll, I'm going to repeat myself but the fact that it's a wide range of emotion like he doesn't make himself out to be this most amazing person in the book mm-hmm. like he shows his frustration and his anger and his happiness and his sad and I love that because sometimes when you write something like this and you're the main person you make yourself sound all hunky dory when it may not be mm-hmm. and that's not how he handles this Right. Yeah. The next chapter is cool because uh, it gets into. Um, yeah. Yep. This this is a cool book. It's a very mm-hmm. good book. Yeah. Yep, it is. 
Start to meet some new people. Yes. It's a cool, it's a cool story. It is such yeah. a cool story. And to know what's true and what's not true in this whole entire story. And I, I, I mean, I know there's some fictitious stuff in it, but just mm-hmm. it's so well done that you just want it to be real. <laughs> right. Like you want yeah. to know that it was. 100%. Yep. I want to see a movie of it. How cool would that be? That'd be very cool. That I, you know, it's funny that would, I mean, especially the second book, the first one, it doesn't have yeah. to be. You could yeah. probably do both in one big, like one movie. Mm-hmm. That would be yeah. cool. Or like a, or like a, um, what do they call them? A mockumentaries. Mm-hmm. Like it's a documentary, but like with that fictitious feel to it. Yep. That'd be funny. So shall we call it an episode? I think we should call it an episode. Do you want me to tell a few things like I normally do? Sure. Or do you want to do it? Want yeah. to do it? All right. Sure. So we want to, you know, you will get our little closing like we always do, but just thank you everyone for who's been listening to us weekly. Um, we broke 2000 downloads. I don't know if we mentioned it last episode, but we broke 2000. I think we downloads. mentioned that we were going to be close. Yeah. Um, but we broke it and we did it in less than two years and we are very thankful because uh, we did not expect that to happen. I think we're at like 2000, almost 50. Um, now I was just trying to look it up and I, somehow click some weird stuff so so thank you to everybody who's Uh, been listening who's been consistent with us and we appreciate it so much yeah um 2047 yeah uh every friday night kyle goes live on twitch at eight o'clock um he's been playing uh some new new to us artists or more of those that he's played in the past so uh check that out typically you do the full albums too i mean that's what we're Mm -hmm. doing on sundays but you tend to do more full albums and typically live ones um, on Fridays. And then on Sundays we go live at 7.30. So check those out as well. Um, we, uh, we've we been playing a lot of Victor Wooten stuff because we've been reading his books. Um, after this episode comes out the Sunday before, we actually did another covers episode uh, where we played covers in the originals. So... Uh, just join us we have fun conversations going on in the chat uh we have a discord that you can go to that's all in our our link tree uh mondays these episodes come out in a visual format on youtube so if you want to see us go check them out there and kyle does throw up some uh our bloopers (laughs) throws them up puts up some bloopers on fridays so check those out our little shorts on uh on youtube and then our weekly podcast like you've been listening to. So we thank you again. Our uh, link tree is in the show notes. So go ahead and click on it. You'll see a bunch of cool things in there. And we, uh, I think that's it. I'm just going to do, so we'll do our closing. Yep. And we're good for this one. Yep. So we'll see you all next, next episode. Yeah. Go out and look at some clouds because they're cool. Yes. That's such a great, nice. Go smell some roses and look at some clouds and yep. watch birds fly. Yes. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Have a good one, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Turn on the Music podcast. We hope that you join us next week. Click on the link tree in our show notes to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our Twitch and YouTube channel. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on our Discord. If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you really want to help us promote the show, head over to Apple Podcasts or the podcast service of your choice and give us a five-star rating. Remember... Always share the music. Uh, 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 uh.